question is. Question is. When you're standing at a crossroad. When you're standing at a crossroad. What do you do? What do you do? Real sweet. When a fork is in the road. When a fork is in the road. What do you do? When the world is on your shoulders. When the world is on your shoulders. What do you do? When your back is up against the wall. When your back is up against the wall. Come on. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? You hold on. You hold on. And keep the faith. And keep the faith. Good day, my brothers and sisters. This begins another day for another day's journey. The message today is taken from Matthew's chapter 14, verses 22 through 34, and Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 40. The main theme is taken from James chapter 1 verses 2 through 5. We're living in trying times. It appears that the whole world is experiencing the same thing at the same time. Our faith is being tried. Our trust is being tried. Our patience is being tried. Our ability to stay calm in the midst of the unknown is being tried. Everything around us seems to have taken a turn for the worse, and many of us don't know what to do. We're glued to the TV, watching the news, texting, on Facebook, Twitter, phone calls, and more, trying to get the latest on what's next. Some of us are quite a distance from our immediate families and concerned about their well-being, and vice versa. The questions that we are faced with are, what should I do? What am I going to do? What's next? There are times when some of us stick our chest out with a sense of arrogance and say, I got faith. Where's yours? Oddly enough, right now, we all seem to be floating in the same boat. I'm curious to know where are the Peters that are saying, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And where are the other Peters that started out walking by faith, trusting Jesus to keep them from falling? Although now that it appears the storms and the winds are getting stronger, you're starting to take your eyes off Jesus. It's time for each one of us to do an assessment. There are times when Jesus is right there with us in the boat, making sure that we get to the other side. He quiets the wind, which is the noise, and then he gives us a sense of calm in our spirit until we get to the other side. Then there's times when we have lost sight of Jesus in the midst of the storm, and we begin to question him and say with our actions, Lord, is it you? Is it your voice that I'm hearing, or is it another? Are you still with me? Then in his awesome power, he reaches out and tells us to come. In other words, he's telling us to refocus on him. And then he grabs us before we fall. Jesus is the only one that can call out our faith or lack thereof. 
And in spite of it all, even if he reprimands us, he will never let us down. We find these words taken from the message translation. It's the 94th division of Psalm, beginning with verse 17 through 19, that reads this way. If God hadn't been there for me, I never would have made it. The minute I said, I'm slipping, I'm falling, your love, God, took hold of me fast. When I was upset and beside myself, you calmed me down and you cheered me up. For those of us who know the Lord and strive to let him lead and guide our every step, the word that I have for us is to recognize that this is only a test. I believe the words that we find in the first chapter of James, verses 2 through 5, have a most prudent word that we need to get into our spirit. It states this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. The key word in this phrase is perseverance. Perseverance is the implication of steadfastness, patience, and persistence. It relates to the continual and patient dependence of the Christian upon Christ. We must endure the test and learn to press on anyhow. Many of us are familiar with the story of Job. He was a man of substantial means and had his house in order. Nevertheless, God allowed Satan to put Job to the test. He was tested in his finances when the enemy came and killed his servants and took all of his livestock. We call those money matters. After that, a strong wind, possibly a tornado or hurricane, came and killed all of his children while they were partying. We call this loss of loved ones or grief. The enemy came and afflicted Job's body with painful sores from head to toe. What do we call that? Health issues. Then his wife mocked his integrity and told Job that he ought to curse God and die. We call that marital problems. And finally, those so-called friends questioned Job's integrity, which speaks to broken relationships. In spite of many of our reservations about Job, the Word of God clearly states that he was an upright man. He was a blameless man and a man that persevered and endured the test. Job was tested in the same way that we are being tested today with this coronavirus. Although the primary concern at this moment is centered around our health, the consequences will touch every area of our daily living. It will test our finances. It will test the possible loss of loved ones, which promotes grief. It will test our health. It could very well affect the stability of marriages. 
as well as a fractured relationship or fractured relationships with our friends. In the passage of James, there is a connection between trials, doubt, perseverance, and wisdom. Trials may cause us to doubt whether God will bring us through. Perseverance will help us to get to the other side of doubt. Wisdom is communicating with God and asking him to direct and guide us as we persevere. Rich and poor speak to worldly standards and status. If I had enough money, I could do this. If I was in a position of power, I could do that. This way of thinking only yields temporal value and it doesn't build character. It's seeking a way out and has no eternal value. There comes a time when all of the money in the world can't help you and it won't deliver you from the trials that you have to endure. Persevering and enduring the test will build character and it will yield eternal rewards. In closing, Paul speaks to us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, and says this, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eye not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So at a time when everyone is going through the same thing at the same time, the question is, what are we going to do? I would suggest that we're going to endure the test and love our neighbor. This concludes the message for today. Let us remember to fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. The question is, When you're standing at a crossroads, what do you do? Real sweet, when a fork is in the road. When a fork is in the road, what do you do? When the world is on your shoulders. When the world is on your shoulders, what do you do? When your back is up against the wall. When your back is up against the wall. Come on. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? You hold on. You hold on.